0: This episode from the life of Sherlock Holmes will be transmitted to our men and women overseas by short waves and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Petri Wine brings you. Nigel <laughs> Rathbone and Nigel Bruce and the new adventures of Sherlock Holmes. The Petrie family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, invite you to listen to Dr. Watson tell us another exciting adventure he shared with his good friend, that master detective, Sherlock Holmes. And if you ask me, the best way to listen to that story is to do it with a glass of port wine right hand, Petri, California Port. No kidding, that Petri Port is just swell for any time good friends get together to talk things over. You couldn't ask for a more delicious wine, by just looking at the deep, rich, red color of that Petri Port tells you that here's a wine with a flavor that comes right from the heart of sun-ripened grace. If you haven't ever tried Petri Port, why not get a bottle and have a glass after dinner tomorrow night? It's the perfect after-dinner wine, you know. And share that port with your family and your friends. Don't forget, when you serve Petri Port, you can serve it proudly, because after all, the name Petri... Is the proudest name in the history of American wine. And now let's keep our weekly appointment. Good evening, Dr. Watson. Good evening,
1: Mr. Bartell. Draw up a chair. Thanks. King in, in August. Data sheet was like an oven. The glare of mm-hmm. the sunlight and the brickwork of the house across the sheet was almost painful to the eyes. Our blinds were half drawn and hung. They curled on the sofa, reading and reading a letter. It had just come in by the morning post. Oh, it's oh, a And a breath of air. Mm. How about it outing them the graves of the new forest, or basking on the shining beach of the south coast? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Quite poetic, eh, Watson? How about a trip to Croydon? Croydon? Oh, uh, Croydon. Wrong, but it's the only place that's doing me away from the attractions of London. Oh, we well, can combine business with pleasure. I'm not a in somewhere. Well, oh, what's been happening at Croydon? Well, it seems that a Miss Susan Cushing living at North Street Croydon received a package by yesterday morning's post. You not know that's your news about that, Holmes. Thousands of packages have be delivered daily by far. Uh-huh. Possibly, uh-huh. Watson. Possibly. But not with such gruesome content. I've just received a note from Inspector Mastrade. He asked me to go down and take a look at that package. Sutton Jard seems to feel that it's the result of a particularly revolting practical joke. What do you say, Watson? Can you rise to the to of the heat and run down the to the crowd? Oh, can cab? I? I've been wanting to do. Good. Well, suppose you're in car boots and Tony St. Hudson to order a cab. Yeah. Poison is certainly less attractive than, than London, eh, Holmes? Huh? Yes. I, I street, this. Neat mm-hmm. little houses without white Miss stone steps. Ah. That must be Miss Susan Cushing's house up ahead. The one next to the corner. My brother, to expect us. Yes, yes. she is waiting for some dogs in the east side. She seems to be expecting us. Yes. Planted faced little woman, with oh. large, gentle eyes and graying hair. But who is she? I uh, expect a case like this. Good afternoon. Ms. Susan Cushing, I presume? Oh, yes. And uh, you're Mr. Holmes, I'm sure. Uh, won't you come in, gentlemen? Oh, thank you, Ms. Cushing. May I introduce my friend and colleague, Dr. Watson? I'm delighted to know you. Oh, I mean. Three years, now, madam. Won't you come into the parlor, gentlemen? Now, oh, please, sit down, Thank you. Ah, well, Ms. Cushing... Is, there, is there something we do Oh, yes, Mr. Holmes. I wish you'd take that dreadful box away. The specialist insisted on leaving it here, and when he came. He thought he might want to ask me some questions, but I know nothing whatever about yes, I it. I quite understand, Miss I have no doubt that you've been annoyed more than enough already over this business. Indeed I have, Mr. Holmes. I'm a quiet woman, and I live a quiet life. It's got me so I'm afraid to stay in the house alone. Right? Yes, I know. One of I hope you won't consider me mm-hmm. impertinent to find you live here alone, particularly those who have been sick of it. Why, yes, I have to. Forgive me, darling. It's very rare. But how did you know? There's picture on the mantelpiece. The two young men were losing it, and no one standing between them. The family resemblance was quite marked. Oh, of course. Uh, that picture was taken at Liverpool just a few days before Jim Browner eloped with Mary. Uh, that same picture, Mary's the one on his left. She was the beauty of the family. And the other one was Sarah, I take it. Yes, she was the beauty of the Sarah. Well, I always thought it was her that Jim was after. She was pretty crazy about him too. But I, bet she made the better choice. Sarah's disposition wasn't any too easy to live with. I often wondered how he stood having her in the house as long as he did. But, uh, I, but I thought you should have been married of was Mr. Brownell married? sorry I did, Mr. Holmes. But soon after they were married. Sarah went to live in Liverpool and I have a sneaking suspicion it was Sarah who caused most of the trouble. Mm-hmm. When he first met Mary, he was kind and considerate. All he was crazy about her right enough, but somehow it didn't last. He grew more and more irritable and whenever he lost his temper, he'd go stark staring mad. First thing, I heard it quarreled with Sarah and turned her out of the house, got a medley got a suspect and gave her a piece of his mind. Well, after that, she came here to live with me for a bit, but that didn't last long either. She's taken a house at New Street, Wellington. She's uh, not easy to get on with, Mr. Holmes. Indeed. And is this Mr. Brown's change after your sister Sarah left him and Mary? That I don't know, Mr. Holmes. You see, Mary, surprisingly, when Sarah moved here, I guess she wouldn't let her. And so Mr. Stewart, I gather, threw me a uniform in that picture. Only a surplus of trade. He was on the South American line when that picture was taken. <laughs> I am all about my small trouble. and it's that dreadful box you've come about? <laughs> yes, so it is. And um, you haven't any suspicion as to who may have sent it? That I haven't, Mr. Holmes. Unless it was some lodgers I had here last spring, medical students they were, from Belfast. The box was supposed not spelled hard, you see. And in speak to seemed to think it might be them. They were always up to some tricks. But, oh, never anything like this, Miss mm-hmm. Holmes. I mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, suppose you let us have a look at that box, Miss Cushing. It's out in the back shed, Mr. Holmes. I won't keep it in the house, That I won't. Oh, I wish you'd take it away altogether. Uh, this way, gentlemen. You'll pardon me if I don't go with you. I, I can't bear to look at the nasty things again. I don't understand, Miss Cookie. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Oh, uh, I'd, uh, I'd be honored if you and Dr. Watson would stop in for a bit of tea after you finish it. Oh, I think you'll be delighted when you leave. Look at him. Stop seeing that funny box that everybody's so upset about. Look at you, Dr. Watson. You'll see soon enough. Come on down the path. That was from the over there, and it worked it. Yes, let's have a look at it. Hmm, the string. Exceedingly interesting. What do you make of this string, Watson? Well, it's in its big tar. Exactly. A piece of tar twine. This cushion has had a good judgment to cut the cord, leaving the knot intact. Yes, this knot is of a peculiar character. And it's a so peculiar body. It. It's very nice to tie. strong. I buy a seafaring man, Watson. Buy a seafaring man. Not for the paper. Brown paper. Mm-hmm. It's a distinct smell of coffee. I don't smell anything. I sense it's smell and taste as a Keep the news, Watson. I've changed my faculties. Now you allow the off to run riot. Mine are sensitive, alert. My rubbish. The dress printed in straggling characters. Miss S. Cushing, cross Street, Croydon. Miss S. Cushing. Huh. It's enlightening, Watson. Most enlightening. Most enlightening. No, I suppose not. The will was sent by a man. The printing is to seek masculine. probably a failure. His education is limited. Of course, oh. it's perfectly clear. I don't know. All right, Watson. Sorry. Now the box itself. A mm. tobacco box. Remove the lid, Watson, will you? That's it. Mm. That's it. Mm. That's it. More than a little rough salt. The kind that you use to preserve higher embedded in it. Yes. Look at this Watson. Look and at this. Heaven's home. It's two ears, two human ears. How perfectly insulting. So that's what Miss Cushing was so upset about. I can't say that I blame her. Yes, and I take it to send to a respectable stint for lady. You observe, of course, that the ears are not a pair. Of course, one's a woman's ear, pierced from an earring, and the, the other's a man. Sunbone, discolored, and also pierced from an earring. The ear of a seafaring man. I'm sure you don't think it would any sailor We thought it only helping in his cushion. Listen up, Watson. Did you have belonged to one man? The package was sent by another. But, you uh, both serious. What about Lestrade's serious? It was, uh, well, this was a joke perpetrated by a medical student. Watson, uh, you were once a medical student. If you were going to cut the ears from two subjects in the dissecting room and sell them to someone with a joke, oh, I wouldn't think you doing something. Oh, no, 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 no. But if you did, I mean, would you, would you preserve the insults? Salt? No, 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 that went out ages ago. Ah, uh, I thought so. Moreover, if you'll notice, the ears have been cut off with a blunt instrument. Too clumsy to the job of a medical student. This is no practical joke when investigating. It's a particularly gruesome crime. You mean that two people have been murdered? Yes, yeah, it stands to the reason they must be dead. Well, should have heard that story by now. But I've to. Ah, he's pushing his way into us from her sitting in the window. Is ready. I'm sorry, I don't. This is where it wasn't a serious doctor. You want to move. I'm I must say, I don't understand this case. Why did the murderer send those ears to Miss Cushing? She must have some strong reason. She wanted to tell the deed was done to cause up pain. In that case, she must have never sent it. If she knew, why call the police in? Why not bury the ear so that nobody being the wiser? Either Miss Cushing knows nothing about it, and therefore can't tell the police, or she knows everything and doesn't want to mention his name. And to build suppositions, correct? Yes, but her, uh, I, don't, I don't understand that. It occurred to you that there are two Miss S. Cushing, Miss Susan and Miss Sarah, the box was meant for Sarah, but Susan opened it by mistake. Yes, but the gentleman who sent it believed me? that Sarah was still living with Miss Susan Cushing. In the case, Sarah must know who the murder is. Right. She understands so well that she's had a complete murder breakdown. Yes, I thought that Miss Cushing said that her sister lived in Wellington. So she did, Watson. So she did. And if you want to find out who the murderer is, why not go to Wellington? Why drag me off to Liverpool? Like this, in the middle of the night. Because, Watson, I don't need to find out the name of the murderer. I know it. But, so and all, I'm confident that my conclusions are correct. I've sent the name of the beauty party to inspector Lachard. Unfortunately, you'll not be able to apprehend the criminal until tomorrow afternoon. You're mm-hmm, talking nonsense. Why, well, you don't even know who the murdered man and woman are. again, Watson. You're rather thought you wrong. I know who the woman was. Who? Hmm. Miss Susan Cushing's sister. You saw the third female here, Watson. And you saw Miss Cushing here. It's a marked family resemblance. The uh, same broad curve of the upper lobe, the same convolution of the inner cartilage. I'm Look here, if the package was sent to Sarah, it, it couldn't have been value. Right. Therefore, it must have belonged to the other sister, Mary. The you now, who is she? That's what we've come to Liverpool to find out. Where can we get our information from this hour on the night? Here you This is the owl. Right. Good. Wait sure for will you carry? All right, sir, Governor. 29 in Cloddy. What's in in The house of Mr. Jim Browner. Oh, hello. Yes, yes. Hello. I know what my notes does. Let talking, will you? Hello? Anybody home? Who's there? Two gentlemen with a message from Mrs. Browner. I say home. Oh. She's not a cell. Okay, well, then, I'll speak to Mr. Dahmer. He's not a fellow, neither. He's a wally sick. Well, I must speak to someone. To please the police, I pray understand, a matter of life and death. Oh, no are a government. I don't think all at once. Just you right there. How do you believe? Tell the Mrs. Dahmer's been murdered? No, no, certainly not. You know that. Here she comes. Uh, a second, gentlemen. Get in. Oh, was that relieved when I told you you was I thought my it was then come back again. Jim, um, What do you mean? In the master, Mr. Blarner. It's ship's not due till tomorrow, but after what happened on Tuesday, you never know. And she ain't come back yet neither. The missus, I mean. I wouldn't want to be the to have to tell him she'd be the wife of home for some no, Tuesday. What that's what you mean. What? Um, just what did happen on Tuesday? Tuesday? Why, that was the day when Mrs. went you brought in with that Alex Fairburn. In the master can't abide. Alex Fairburn, who's he? He's a mate on the master's service. So I'm in for her I have much use for him, I haven't. Miss Sarah, that's Mr. Blaner's sister, the one who used to live with us. But it was Miss Sarah brought him to the house because she knew Mr. Blaner had no use for him. Yeah. Well, she did it to irritate Mr. Blaner. Yes, she did. She was funny, that was. She could take a delight in getting of But it wasn't till Mr. Fairburn started being sweet, then, it is. But he was at one advantage. Finally, he told her, Miss Sarah, that is, to kick Mr. Fairbairn out of the house or he'd send her one of his ears for a peat cake. That's it, Mr. Fairbairn, isn't he? Yes, <just>, uh, <laughs> sir. And he carried on <laughs> something terrible to <laughs> be lost in his temper. But it wasn't a life to that I thought how bad he could be. Lord, lovers, what a guy that was, to be sure. And what happened, young to Oh, he was terribly before he drove me in. But I guess I might have said music myself. I've been thinking it over, I asked. And I ain't so for sure I oughtn't to tell somebody. That with uh, Mrs. Garner not coming home and all. Quite right, it wasn't till last. Well, it was Tuesday. Mr. Garner had started on his run up to the airport that morning. Leastwise, we thought he had. And on about ten o'clock, I'd see that Mr. Fairburn drive up to the door all smiles and looking in a start. He don't get out of the cab, just set, beard, and white. And pretty soon, Mrs. Brown comes a tripping on the stairs. Well, you're not going out for that, Mr. Fairbun, are you? if yes, i not. What Mr. Brown do if he finds out? But he won't find out, really. I'm sure there's nothing wrong about it. We're just going down to New Brunswick for days. That Mr. Brown and oh, there's brother, Mr. Browner. Besides, there is right... A woman with a beautiful husband is probably to a little pleasure now and then. I'll be home by nine at the latest. Oh, wish well, she would not do it, I don't trust that Mister Fairburn. I don't trust him at all. Oh, Mister Drummer! Hello, Millie. Expect like to see me back again so soon, eh? Mary! Oh, Mary, I'm back. What's wrong, Mary? You look as if I were a ghost. No, 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 sir. I was just surprised, that's all. We wasn't expecting you back so soon. That's all. My arms had got loose and opened up one of the plates. Certainly, to develop into quite a leak. We had to put back into port. I will sail again in 12 hours. Mary! Oh, Mary! Where the deuce is she? She's gone out, sir. Marketing? Uh, No, sir. You has gone to Brighton for the day. Mr. Brighton? She didn't tell me she was going there. Look here. That wasn't me really I passed in the street riding in the cab with that swine. Oh, say, uh, this is... oh so that's it. My own wife gone to Brighton with Alex Ferber. Thought they could fool me, did they? I warned her what I'd do if she ever saw him again, and by heaven, oh, I'll do it. I so you won't do nothing, I oh, won't I? I? won't I? Oh, hey. Mr. I for you, Billy. If you ever so much as tell a soul that I came home today, I'll switch a throat from you here. Yes, brother. She's bound to meet the major, of course. She docks at three o'clock, had you forgotten? We must apprehend Brownham before he her in a chance to escape. Oops, I think I'm going to burning sun. Oh, hello, thank, oh, thank you. You shall stay quietly here and do my perspiring at home. No, no, brother, Brighton, his wife. And from his words, a dangerous criminal. You call it in your know, barge about. Freedom and other people. The intention of letting him remain at large restaurants but a wrestling brown is a routine piece of business, after all. Which allows Captain Jarre to do something to a little ridiculous salary. Yes, I sent word around to one um, specular stride. I fancy you down on the dock at this very moment. Giving his players a nice workout. Uh-huh. yes. But even so, I doubt very much that you will be able to consummate his bit of routine business. What well, do you mean it, you think that Mr. Brown escaped? No anyway, Watson. No way. And did Mr. Browner escape Dr. Watson? Yes, Mr. Bailey, he did, but not in the way that I anticipated. You see, he committed suicide just before the Mayday reached port. Poor devil. Yes, they found his corpse with a letter beside it in which he confessed to having committed the double murder. It seems that he followed them to New Brighton. It was a hot day and they rented the rowing boat, thinking it would be cool out on the water. There was a haze and Barney went to another boat. And when they were out of sight off the shore and surrounded by fog, he overtook them, killed them,
0: I brought you a case of Petri wine. And I suggest that we start on it right now with a glass of <laughs> what, what <a> four. <laughs> and what a wine. Petri wine. You know that's really good because the Petri family has been making fine wine since the 1800s. For generations, ever since they started the Petri business, the Petri family has been turning luscious California grapes into fragrant, delicious wines. And during all that time, they've been handing on down from father to son, from father to son, all their skill and knowledge and experience. The Petri wine you buy today is the result of all that skill and knowledge and experience. That's why you can't go wrong when you choose a Petri wine. Because Petri took time to bring you good wine.
1: Now, Dr. Watson, how about a tip on next week's adventure? Mm, uh, let me see. Next week, I think I'll tell you how Holmes broke into the house with Mr. Josiah and well, what was he looking for, Dr. Watson? Loggins, Mr. Watson. Two men running. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to a Sherlock Holmes adventure The cardboard box by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. The dramatization was by Edith Meiser. Mr. Rathbun appeared through the courtesy of Metro Bolton Mayer and Mr. Bruce through the courtesy of Universal Pictures. Both are now starring in Universal Pictures Sherlock Holmes series. Tune in this station each week at the same time for further adventures of Sherlock Holmes, presented by the Factory Wineries of San Francisco. Try Petri wine and you'll face the difference. because Petri took time to bring you good wine.